I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's Coming Up Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the uh, TV show School of Hard Knockers, <laughs> starring Corey Masterson. And we are also brought to you by the college Springfield A&M. If you were a student here, you'd be home by now. Aww. Oh, isn't that nice? We are here, of course, to discuss uh, the episode Homer Goes to College. This is the third episode of the fifth season. It originally aired on October 14th, 1993. It was written by Conan O'Brien. Heard of him? I have to say it like Oprah for some reason. <laughs> uh, there's something about it. And you get a Conan. You get a Conan. Uh, but, uh, we only had one Conan. I'm Fred. sorry. Um, that's all the Oprah-ness that uh, the show can afford. Um, before we get a Cease and desist on perfumed <laughs> newsletter. I can't even talk. Um, let's edit all of this out. No. Uh, yes. No. Okay. Directed by Jim Reardon. I had a stroke in the middle of that. Showrunner was David Merkin. Mm-hmm. We've reached. We've reached the end of my <laughs> intro. Peak Merkin. I don't know what's happening with me these days with these intros. I feel like they go off the rails a little bit. What do you think, Allie? I like it. Okay. <laughs> the crazier more, the better. More off the rails, the better. Yes, more The Aussie. human element, I think. <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. The crazy train. I think that's what people like bow, about bow, our show. Bow, bow, mm-hmm. bow, bow. You truly never know what you're going to get. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm very excited to discuss this episode. This is a big fan favorite. Oh, yeah. This is one, you know, and... Um, I was talking about it with our guest on the way over here. Um, it's an episode that I was very afraid that we had already done only based on how well I know it. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like something that I feel like we've probably discussed uh, a couple times, just a few little moments because they're so iconic. And uh, it's going to be great to go into it B by B. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is something, this is an episode, I mean, so we're going to discuss this, but a uh, bit of trivia. It is the last episode that Conan got a sole writer credit on. The mm-hmm. actual last episode that he wrote on um, was Treehouse of Horror 4, I believe. Um, but I think that during the production of this episode, and granted Simpsons episodes, um, they, they take a little while uh, to write and, and to produce, um, he got the call from NBC saying that he was going to be doing his late night talk show. I, I believe that's true too. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to go somewhere else uh, with that sentence and I didn't. <laughs> We're both having a weird day, but that's okay. Maybe people that are listening are having a weird day as well. Let's all be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's bring on... Our guest, um, who I'm very excited to have, um, is it okay if I introduce him since he's a good old pal? <laughs> yeah, go oh, for it. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> Goodness. Or on the count of three, we could just try and say all the same words. Uh, no, it's okay. I'll go by myself. We should just rename it the Polite Cast. <laughs> no more, no more Simpsons pod. <laughs> we're just constantly thinking of the other person. Oh, which thank I you. I wish idea. there were more podcasts that did that. <laughs> me too. Uh, so today we are joined by Jeremy Smith. Hey, Jeremy. Hadley Ho. I am very excited to have you on. Um, listeners, if you don't already know this, Jeremy and I have a Twin Peaks podcast back in the day <laughs> called Fire Talk With Me, and uh, we'll be releasing a new episode sometime soon, actually. So this is actually really nice. Yeah, it's like our Abbey Road at this point. <laughs> When's <laughs> it going to happen? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, uh, li- I like that we've like left it hanging. Like, I don't. Just like, really? <laughs> why? Why? Because, why is that? Well, so Ooh. for those that don't know, um, I have not been allowed to watch Fire, oh. <laughs> Fire Walk With Me <laughs> until... Until I watch it live with Jeremy for the podcast. So 
I have had to wait an entire year. So I don't love it as much, but that's okay. Yeah, and you since know, then, well, you haven't been watching any television. And I haven't watched anything. I just sit in you my room. Sit in your room. And then you guys, you know, pipe me in. <laughs> yeah. Those were the rules. Those that's were what the she, rules. she signed off on that. Uh, You've got your. That is enforced by, uh, yeah, there is a, uh, we have a legal document mm-hmm. signed. Yeah, no, so sorry, but it's, that's the way it goes. You know, not a, lot of, not, not, blah, 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 not a lot of people know listening to this podcast that you're actually not in the room when we record. You're doing kind of an Edward Snowden, like, iPad on a little trolling <laughs> robot thing. And I look great. You look great. <laughs> the lighting's great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> The Ecuadorian embassy is, uh, yeah, so they've got great You've said too much. There. We're going to get shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyway, Jeremy, we are so happy to have you, especially for this episode. Um, I didn't even have to ask what episode you were going to do. <laughs> this is so easily your favorite. Um, we've watched it together. Uh, you quoted every time that I think we're in the same room. And uh, it's going to be great to talk about with you. So thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Why did you pick this episode? Uh, many reasons. One, it's, I believe, at least in my experience, the most quotable episode of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can actually quote it pretty much. I mean, I could, watching it again, like you asked me to watch it again, and I was just kind of like, I can run through this entire episode. <laughs> it's just, we watched it all the time. It, it came out when I was in my sophomore year of college, uh, coincided with, you know, <laughs> kind of doing the same stupid stuff that they were, it's a lampoon of a lampoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, it's Conan making fun of all the really awful uh, college films and stuff, or, or great college films, however you want to Depending on who you them. ask. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Animal House is like the primary one in this. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And and all the way to the end with the uh, the actual use of Louie Louie. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it just was, <laughs> it was one of those things that we just, so many lines, of, like whenever we went out, it would always be like, yeah, we're going out for some beer, beer. Beer fueled mayhem, mm-hmm. and that was—I mean, it—it it, it kind of just—and it came after, and it was a great year for The Simpsons, and it was like the episode after Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Which was—I mean, which I think we all agree is is I prime. Mean, that's top. There's 10. a whole play that's about it. Um, yeah, I think it's just called Mr. Burns, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, post-apocalyptic play that came out uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was like, that's how good that season was. And Cape Fear was that good. And for that to come along and kind of, like, blow our minds, uh, at least for college kids, it, I, I think that, that kind of states exactly yeah. the, uh, the, the influence it had on us. Well, this is actually supposed to be the season opener for season five. Oh, but then it? they switched it to Homer's Barbershop Quartet because of the involvement <laughs> of George Harrison. That'll Even do though I, I mean, apples and oranges. Like <laughs> it's, it, I don't think that uh, any choice was the better or worse choice. But Although I don't you know think... how I feel about apples. Ugh, I know. Oh, I don't <laughs> well, had they gotten Jim Belushi, maybe this would have been. <laughs> I know, I know, but I think that yeah, that whole like, <laughs> but we've got a star in this episode, so let's position it. Yeah. Again, like I think that people. Um, Every uh, every episode of The Simpsons is good. Now, it, in this particular run, they're all so strong that I don't even know how you could, like, structure, like, this is a stronger one that we should open with. I feel like they're all great contenders mm-hmm. for season openers, particularly this season. Yeah. Yeah, season five is, I, I mean, I did a little quiz that you may have taken on our Twitter poll of uh, which seasons you guys liked best, and five was so oh, high. Really? Oh yeah, people love five. Yeah, four, five, and six. Yeah, Four, I, I lose that their a lot. Mind. Yeah. That's the that's the sweet spot. Oh, I mean, yeah. but then again, I was like, that's my freshman, sophomore, junior year of college. Totally. And 
Yeah. But but I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily the uh, the reason I love them. I think that they really are. If you look at the writing staff, yeah. if you look at everyone who's going, I mean, Brad Bird is still involved. It Conan, was yeah. Conan, and, and it just, I mean, they were on fire. Every, mm-hmm. every week we were just, we were like, you know, everyone in the mod and the in, in our dorm, we would be out there watching the show and just laughing our asses off. It was... Uh, it's terrific. What college did you go to? Went to Ohio University. Ooh, yes. Ohio. Yes, the uh, yeah Roger Ailes uh, mm-hmm. recently removed his name from the newsroom. As you should. Way to go, Bobcats. As you should. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Matt Lauer. We, he his name is on nothing, so uh, and that will remain that way. Uh, <laughs> but Lauer. yeah, but but OU was I'm not it, happy with him right now. No, no. Who is? Whoever is? Uh, Joe Westerhouse went there. Let me. I'm trying to think of people actually that you might like. Who went there? But uh, Mike Schmidt, uh, you know, major league baseball player. Anyway, cool. sorry. Uh, <laughs> See, yeah, not for you, us. You said sports, and it was just like a sea breeze going I, on I, inside I, my head. The minute and a it, seagull going. <laughs> the minute Ooh. it was issued from my mouth, Ooh. I was yeah. just like, "That was the wrong name." So <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. Did you happen to relate more to the nerds that Homer finds in this episode? <laughs> Uh, well, they certainly were not unfamiliar. (laughs) (laughs) So so, something that I would love to get into, um, perhaps after the episode synopsis, um, is, is just Homer as a character versus nerds is such an interesting thing because, you know, Homer is so many things and I don't know, like, I guess, I guess it wouldn't be so crazy to call him kind of nerdy but like the definition of nerd is so different on the simpsons and i love that he hates nerds it i love that he hates it's one of the funniest things ever said this before and i'll say it again (laughs) i love that homer because it also speaks to just his general dopey ignorance as a person like the defining trait absolutely the defining trait of homer is that he has absolutely no (laughs) (laughs) self-awareness he sometimes (laughs) finds that when we have these more heartfelt moments and you know he's sacrificing something for the sake of the family or for the sake of his relationship with Marge. We see little glimpses of that. But overall, Homer has absolutely no idea what kind of identity that he has in society. Um, And any idea that he does have it veers more toward (laughs) being this cool dude. He's max power. (laughs) And it's so bizarre because Uh. it's so wrong, but it's so right, but it's so wrong. So I love it when he makes fun of Milhouse. I love it when he makes fun of these nerds. And I love that he takes a TV show as like cheesy as uh, School of Hard Knockers, which (laughs) has... I think that was a theatrical release. That was a TV broadcast of School of Hard Knockers, I believe. Okay, cool. Because Corey was a movie star. (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) sure, whatever. No, but anyway, but I love that he takes that as like the gospel to follow. Like, here's how you go to college. Here's college 101. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, the fact that he, well, I don't want to get ahead of us, but you know, just, but I mean, Homer is the guy, he's the kid who was, you know, at one point singing uh, bubblegum rock to himself, like, you know, the yummy, 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 I've got <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like that. That's, that's Homer. I mean, yeah. he's just, he is a nerd. Yeah, he's a I, dork. Uh, I know. He's but a I dope. Would, I, some days I would like pay good money just for like 10 minutes of his blissful ignorance. Like he's just so content. He is so content 
why can't I be that content? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, write in. <laughs> Tell me how. <laughs> so uh, before we get too far, uh, Julia, would you do the honors? Ooh. <laughs> All right. So here's a synopsis. I've not read it. Here we go, baby. Let's do it. In this episode, Homer's lack of a college degree is revealed, and he is sent to Springfield University to pass a nuclear physics class. Homer, who bases his perception of college on comedy films and TV shows, <laughs> goofs around and is sent to a group of boys, boys, Uh-oh. boys for tutoring. The word, the use of the word boy is always weird to me, especially in an adult context. The boys, <laughs> who are stereotypical nerds, try to help Homer, but he instead tries to help them party and decides to pull a prank on another college. They steal Springfield A&M's mascot, but his friends are caught and expelled. Homer invites them to live with him, but his family soon become, become, blah, blah, blah. this is, no, yeah, but his family, <laughs> I can't, but his family soon becomes angered by their new housemates. That was not my error. That was Wikipedia's era, error. <laughs> I can't talk. What it's okay, girl. <laughs> I gotta leave. You, you gotta, gotta go to college. Go. You gotta get your college degree. Do you have a college degree? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, really? Yes, I uh, do. From Springfield A&M? <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't tell you, but All I right. do. I'm mad. I don't have a degree. It's okay. He was probably just confusing us. Oh, well, then you're forgiven. <laughs> Uh, so this episode opens in such a wonderfully cartoonish way. This whole episode is actually, I mean, it's its very theatric and it's very, um, it does feel like a movie because we are getting those references to, you know, the lampoon type things. And it's just so peppered with these absurdist jokes. And I think that's what makes my favorite episodes work is when they do something that is very um unrealistic but not out of the realm of possibility so we (laughs) open with all of these naps it's nap time at the (laughs) nuclear power plant by the way after the opening uh credits Mm -hmm. which has the monty python Ah, stomp yes and then we see another monty python reference yes yeah so i think that 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 kind of cues you into like what maybe the tone of the show will be totally yeah i wonder if somebody's i bet they've charted this of like how um you know like the opening uh the the couch gag may connect with certain episodes of the simpsons because a lot of them are just random oh totally but i'm sure that there's like some sort of list of like that conan you feel like that that might have been a special one totally i don't know but but yeah we later see the nerds reference the knights who say knee from money python (laughs) 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 Uh, anyway sorry no no please um I I really love so everyone is <laughs> napping. It's just a very funny visual. You think at first that it's just going to be like Homer and this hound dog, which is what a funny, I know. Oh, what a good addition. And then um, to have Smithers curled up like a dog, or mm-hmm. you know, next to Burns, uh, <laughs> it's just so cute. It is so cute. And the fact that no one's in trouble for it. That this is just kind of what they do. We've kind of changed the dynamic of the plant, and now we get to know there's nap time every day i wish that there was a (laughs) mandatory siesta in america there should be there really should be that's what i was most jealous of when you take you know um when you have to take your required language class you kind of learn about different cultures and i feel like every single other place has nap time and i'm just like no fair and i think that either sweden or norway recently um they they made like a movement to institute 
a five hour work day or like something yeah, crazy yeah. like that. I remember Mike was telling me about it and he was like, God damn Sweden. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. I Amazon just did that too. Uh, Amazon just made it so that their hours are, would it be, f- it might just be down to like six, but like, you yeah. know, not as crazy as what they were doing. It oh. makes me think about, I forget who says this says who said this um but they were talking about snl and they're like you know snl could be a nine-to-five job if people just got their shit together (laughs) (laughs) it's just so like uh encroached in this like tradition and like this like you know uh only the strong survive kind of mentality that you know they've got they have to stay topical and have to be up on things if something happens on like a thursday you might have to insert it in the show although the the one that's really bad is south park have you yes. ever talked to South Park writers? Um, they, no, but I've seen. No, they're too busy. To <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, they're crazed. Yeah, I mean, they burn writers. There. I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, and I can only imagine like the process for animation. The Have you seen the special Six Days to Air? Um, I've uh, no, it's actually, like a mini. I know, I, yeah, I know it exists. Yeah. But I've um, had, well, for people that are listening <laughs> that don't know, yeah, um, it was like I think an hour long or something. It aired on Comedy Central, and it was really fascinating, and it chronicled. Um, the weeks after, uh, or really the week after um, the Book of Mormon's first debut on Broadway, it it wrapped and Matt and Trey went from Book of Mormon to going back to writing the next season of South Park. And so it follows them over the course of six days to write and produce this episode of South Park. And you just see that they're like, you know, up at all hours and all the animators are sleeping there. And, (laughs) you know, Trey is like getting like copious amounts of McDonald's to like stay fueled. And they're just like Mm. slinging back Dayquil all day. And (laughs) Bill Hader's one of the writers in the room. And that's fun to see. And he's the best. I love that. I know. I know. uh, (laughs) Probably telling a tale out of school, but fuck it. Uh, Matt, Matt Stone has uh, explosive diarrhea whenever uh, stress hits. And uh, when they were doing this. Team America, uh, whenever Scott Rudin would call, he would be like, they knew Scott Rudin was going to be calling in for a meeting. He would have to go into the restroom and like he would, he was just, <laughs> they would have to drag him out oh, because no. he was like, yeah, he had like irritable bowel. Anyway, sorry, you, Matt. How do you know this? Uh, maybe I heard it from someone. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah. Should we bleep things out? I don't know. I don't know. If, if you if you want to, go ahead. Well, here's you a... were the bathroom attendant. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. You were his, like, uh, sir. Like, sir. Yeah. He Bit tipped, of mint. He, he didn't tip, and this is his payback. Ah. There you go. Uh, so when we figure out that the um, there's going to be like an investigation to make sure that everything is fine at the plant. Uh, um, there is this elaborate plan to kind of keep things in order. One, Mr. Burns pretends that this is a factory that makes co- cookies, extra yeah. chewy cookies. But uh, we get this really great um, shot of like the less gifted employees. And we have Homer and these two goons is the <laughs> only way I could describe yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They're like um, <laughs> Crabbe and Doyle from totally. Harry Potter. The watchdog of public safety. Is there any lower form of life? Oh, don't worry, sir. I rounded up our less gifted employees and led them into the basement. The Homer, why are we down here? Oh, jeez. I told you, Bernie, to guard the bee. But why? Oh, you guys are pathetic. No wonder Smithers made me head bee guy. Uh, it's cutting away. Oh, we did bad. Is there a Homer Simpson present? Oh, I'm afraid he couldn't be here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, he's in Geneva, chairing a conference on nuclear fission. Yes, that should stick. 
my bottom big. Well, you guys watch Lost Simpsons. I mean, did they they brought them back, right? They did like turn up every now and then. Like them, if not perhaps, them. yeah. But I can't recall a yeah. specific episode. But, but yeah, but yeah. So they're they're <laughs> in charge of guarding a bee, and I love <laughs> this is what makes Homer Homer. Like Homer is one of the less gifted, but he's the most talented of the least gifted. And so he, you know, he'll say, "You idiots! This is why they put me in charge of guarding the bee." And then he immediately knocks it over, uh-huh. goes to chase it, and let's just talk about how great that animation is. Uh, I know. Yeah, him just like running down the hallway was like so fluid and great. Yeah, and you know, without even mentioning later seasons, just to appreciate like what it looks like in this time is just it's so good because you get all these little eye movements. You know, if someone says something that's wacky, their eyes get big. Just little things like that. They they take the time with, and it looks so good, and it makes it so much funnier. And the and the dripping uh, radioactive waste. Ah, which is terrific. yes. Yeah. Because yeah. that leads us to uh, <laughs> a, a scene that maybe Jer- Jeremy can describe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things is that they have to test everyone on their, uh, uh, you know, their their capacity for actually managing a meltdown if there is an actual meltdown. And they've kept Homer away for that very reason. Homer then comes busting up through the uh, <laughs> through the manhole. Uh, where the mutant where, ninja turtles come out of. Right. Yeah. And and and. B bit his bottom. The bee bit my bottom. bottom. Now my, my bottom's, bottom's big. big. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like so great and simple and perfect. It's like one of the like great uh, dumb Homer moments. And then so, yeah, they, they put him in this uh, room, tell him it's like, well, you know, it's a sim- simulation. You can't do anything wrong. And uh, Homer then proceeds to actually cause a core meltdown in a in a truck with no nuclear material. <laughs> yeah 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 and and the truck actually sinks into the uh earth uh mm-hmm. because yeah and and they and and it's great at the very end of it they're just like i don't know how that happened there was no nuclear material in that truck right <laughs> I and, love jokes like that. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. we get that visual of Homer where he's like this giant, um, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, but basically this is this sequence of him as like this radiated thing, and he's just like, I'll destroy all mankind, and then, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, he comes up, he's like like, like Godzilla, just like, arr, arr, <laughs> arr. Yeah, it's like mostly no. It's just the struggle to get out of the earth. Uh, so, so this is an episode that has a lot of great Mr. Burns in it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm sure <laughs> we all really love just uh, because of you know what goes on. Uh, Mr. Burns brings his lawyers over. He's like, oh, my lawyers and I were just in the neighborhood. Such a great little line. But um, he pretty much just says kind of what needs to happen. But there's this unnecessarily funny line in there where he's just like, you must find the chain monkey before the next full moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, we did find the Jade Monkey. Yeah, we, oh, before he can even get to that, and the road the... maps and the ice scraper. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Simpson. My lawyers and I were in the neighborhood and thought we'd stop by. Hmm, would you like to come in for tea at Marshmallow Squares? <laughs> yes, he would. Do you want me to go to college? College? <laughs> Barbara Clown. Bart. Remember, your job and the future of your family hinges on your successful completion of Nuclear Physics 101. Oh, and one more thing. You must find the Jade Monkey before the next full moon. Actually, sir, we found the Jade Monkey. It was in your glove compartment. And the road maps and ice scraper? They were in there, too, sir. Excellent. It's all falling into place. <laughs> well, I love, that, I love that before even that, he gets the, the, uh, the, the people who like uh, ran the test... 
he tries to drop them through the uh, hole in the floor, <laughs> and then it's like, and and so, and and when he hits the button, the hole is like way far away from them, and, and Smithers is like, uh, "The painters move your desk, sir." Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right before that, doesn't he do that whole "Let's make a deal" thing where he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Now it's time for your bribe. Would you like the washer and dryer where Smithers is standing, or would you like to know what's in the box? <laughs> what's, what's in the, the box? box? What's in the box? <laughs> and the uh, the other woman who's part of their team is like, "No, we're not gonna." <laughs> and Mayor Quimby's got the uh, fur the fur coat on. Yeah, <laughs> valued at five thousand dollars. So funny. <laughs> Uh, so we we get to this point, and uh, basically Homer is told that he pretty much has to go back to college. Uh, yep. And what a good deal! Like I can't imagine many jobs letting you do that, but way to go, Homer, for <laughs> being yeah. in that position. And uh, you know, as as expressed in the synopsis, like Homer's idea of college is very skewed and very much like what I and I think a lot of people think college is going to be if you haven't been to college, or like what you think high school will be because because of like John Hughes movies. Like we mm-hmm. get these very uh, fun ideas and uh, the probably the funniest funniest thing in this episode to me is just his decided hatred of this Dean who is so cool I but know, <laughs> he's so nice it kind of reminds me <sighs> of I don't know if you've been watching Vice Principals yes I have reminds me of like yeah Danny McBride character just like you know applying that very basic logic of like here's my enemy and I'm gonna go against this enemy um, yep. granted that show is is much more sophisticated than that just sure. that basic sense but it, it feels kind of like adjacent to that totally well, well, the dean is the uh, former bassist for the pretenders so. <laughs> yeah i know that i so love fun. that yeah I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall of like their <laughs> brainstorming session for how cool this dean can be and he's got a pretty cool outfit on like doesn't he have like some sort of like leisure like blazer and like you know sneakers i feel like blazer and sneakers is like those are two elements that's a cool guy that's a, yeah, cool, yeah. That's a cool teacher oh yeah uh, so there's this line when homer's talking about college where he's actually kind of excited to go because he hasn't been able to because things got in the way and we mm-hmm. have this great flashback <laughs> uh do you want to walk us through what happens there <laughs> he's about ready to like yeah sign and go to college and all the promise and the, the homer's future is uh basically wiped away because a dog <laughs> happens to walk in front of the window with a ham and he's like hey that dog's got someone's ham and he runs off and then fights with the dog over the ham which is and so that's cute. why he never went to college and i homer scuttled with a lot of dogs in his time <laughs> yes. particularly during these seasons you know and a duck in the nuclear power plant like he homer versus animals that's something that i want to see if somebody can do like a super cut of all that yeah or just even homer just getting distracted by things is so beautiful yeah it's like and you can't impress me easily oh look a blue car um <laughs> that dog has a funny tail yeah um <laughs> well yeah, there's there's a lot of it in this episode yes i mean it, not just the dog there are actually three animal well yeah i think three animal yeah, there's, there's a squirrel at the end and credits, pig. and then there's a piggy, a famous piggy. A famous piggy. <laughs> Not spider pig, but um, a similar, similar pig similar. in the same, way that it's animated. Same animation, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I love, I mean, I say this every single time he comes up, but I love young, young Homer. Homer with hair is so charming and endearing to me. <laughs> He's cute. I would have dated him. I love him. You would have dated him. I totally would have dated yeah. him. He's so adorable. Yeah, his little button nose mm-hmm. and his, you know, brown hair. But uh, but but Barney was the catch. That's so right? funny. Barney You're right. Barney was the catch. Um, his old features and, you know, looked like he played football before he gave it up for the drink. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, Jeremy, you talked about this episode being one of the most quotable. And I mention this sometimes um, when it comes up and is applicable. But I had those toys, the McFarlane toys, where they were the interactive Simpsons. And you'd put them in their environments and they would say different things. A lot came from season five. And one of them is SMRT, which I think is a oh, very yeah. famous uh, SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-T, yeah. which is so funny as a little <laughs> kid. As the house burns down around him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that was actually, I'm sure you guys know, but for people that are listening, um, was an error that Dan Castellaneta made in the record. <gasps> no way. Yeah. No oh, idea. you guys didn't wow. um, Yeah. He just, he, he spelled smart wrong. That's in so it, funny. And they decided it was so funny they had to keep it in because it was oh. so true to his character, of course. <laughs> that cockiness of yeah. saying it. That's I beautiful. Know. Yeah. I feel like that's a really big favorite quote for fans. Totally. So actually, last episode, if you listened, we were trying to think of moments where Mr. Burns is trying to threaten somebody and it doesn't work very well. This has another very <laughs> famous one, which is, I'm going to give you the beating of your life. Yes. Oh, yeah. Out of the untouchables. <laughs> yeah. He does the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the whole, like, ah. it's it's uh, Robert De Niro's Al Pacino you know, going around and like, you yeah. know, my enthusiasms and uh, yeah. That's something and I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Well, it's a Brian De Palma film. It's kind of mm. my. Brian De Palma is your, yes, yeah. that is your thing. Uh, but, but Are no, it's. Are you a it's big Phantom of the Paradise fan? A huge. Ooh. There's Come a poster on. downstairs. Girl, we'll Come talk on. about it. Yeah, we got yeah. a poster downstairs. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he's like trying to like thrash this guy with his bat. And the guy's like, I just like, I like the one, uh, the board of director is just like, it's like, stop that. Like, like just, he's just like no enough already. But I if love, you if you just asked, yeah. we'd do it. Yeah, yeah, I love all the jokes about Mr. Burns being such a weakling, and like even um, I believe it's twenty two short films about Springfield um, when. Smithers, they're on a tandem bike, and Smithers is the one that's like really pulling the weight, and mm-hmm. uh, Burns is just like sort of relaxing in the back. You know, he can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it so much. Yeah, crush you like a paper cup. All of it's good. Yeah. Uh, this episode has one of my favorites, uh, just, I don't know, just like classic jokes and uh it's sir six cinder blocks are missing there'll be no hospital then i'll tell the children <laughs> yes because yeah because homer has to uh he, yeah he's got to embody the stereotype of a uh of a college student so yes he, he gets cinder blocks to make a uh a shelving or just shelves right. in, in the bedroom which i mean marge just like why are you doing that we have perfectly good shelves right. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a funny comment on like college kid logic though i i feel like a lot of us can relate on like that kind of weird like this is this is how i'm going to be an adult right now in this moment right well yeah <laughs> and who's gonna miss this gonna and miss then it. yeah and we we never knew that we were we were destroying the hopes <laughs> and dreams how many of, children died of, yes exactly so no, we could we put were, our records up we were, there's a great uh, bit. I, I forget exactly where it falls in like the timeline of this episode, but um, when Homer and Bart are talking and um, they're talking about how Homer doesn't read any books. And he says, well, is TV Guide a book? Son of Sniglet? <laughs> no, no. Catherine Hepburn's Ka- me? No! <laughs> I love yeah. that, that that gets the most like... Catherine Hepburn's me. Yeah. Yeah, and great. son of Sniglet, which is just yeah. And then he's working on his college <laughs> application, and he's writing his essay and putting a lot of effort into it. Um, and he submits this terrible photo 
Bart asks, don't you have a better picture? And he says, relax, a photo can't make any difference. And then they cut to the admissions <laughs> office. He looks crazy, agreed. Reading his <laughs> essay would only waste valuable seconds. All valuable we know- seconds. Yeah. All we know is that his essay ended with, it was the most I threw up, and it changed my life forever. Or I something love it. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And- <laughs> Uh, there's an you know so throughout this episode uh, we get Homer trying to do things that will impress his classmates Um, and of course uh, if there is a clip I'd love to put in the clip of just the the dean like with the bras falling down because that's one of the funniest things and the way that he's dancing in that it's just like (laughs) so like bippy and boppy and like it's so good the school of hard knockers yes Yes. finally the great taste of Worcestershire sauce in a soft drink (sighs) Stanky. Sorry, son, but there's a program about campus life that I really should watch. We now return to School of Hard Knockers, starring Corey Masterson. Dean Bitterman, I hope nothing unsavory happens during my visit. As you know, I am the President of the United States. Oh, don't worry. I've expelled those rowdy members of Chuggalug House. Oh, I hate that lousy Dean. Your bra bomb better work, nerdlinger. Okay. <gasps> Corey? Uh, don't worry, Mr. President. I... Mr. President! Lighten up, Bitterman. That youngster will make a perfect addition to my cabinet. Secretary of Partying Down! <laughs> yes! Take that, Bitterman. Um, so uh, this, this bra bomb better work, Nerdlinger. <laughs> Nerdlinger is so good. It's not based on a real movie. No, were, no, it's it's it's, it's just a, a movie within the, the show. But you know, it's there are so many bad Animal House ripoffs mm-hmm. in the late seventies that, like, I mean, it, that is not pushing it too far. Actually, yeah. a friend of mine just uh, unearthed a uh, a film called Frat King. Mm. Uh, that I'd never heard of before, and yeah. uh, we've been like watching clips from it, and it is—it's that movie. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a scene where a guy is propelled into a wall by a fart, like <laughs> oh, that. No. I think this also this episode also predates PCU, the Jeremy Piven, uh, David Spade, I th- John it, Favreau. It came Could have been around just the same time. after it. That was uh, that oh, was yeah. ninety three. I can do this because I was in college and I remember this stuff. <laughs> but PCU was the spring of ninety three. This was the fall of 93. Oh, interesting. PCU got in just under the wire. But they didn't know about each other. Sure. No, I don't. Well, I'm sure they had friends in common. (laughs) Right? No, but I mean, like, it wasn't it wasn't a response. <laughs> no, to no, 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 no. This episode. No, not at all. Yeah. Um. So uh, just back to that thing of like Homer trying to do these things to, like kind of fit in based on these movies that were coming out and just that culture. Um. He like decides to spike the punch. And of course, <laughs> just everyone is just like, oh, no, it's been ruined. Like just this total right. opposite reaction. And something that I love, in addition to Homer hating nerds, the whole family, except for Lisa, kind of like is even Marge is like, oh, please, they're, they really are nerds. Homer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, one thing that's kind of cute is just, you know, before Stranger Things and a lot of other like Felicia Day type things, D&D was not as talked about as it is now. So to have references like Monty Python and Dungeons and Dragons is something that was like, you know, I think that helped form the idea of what we know of nerds and mainstream culture. And I was, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, please. I was thinking about, so this episode is notorious for having a rushed ending because they just spend so much of the real estate of the episode on these nerds. And I think off of that, like 
that was kind of necessary for what they were going for in illustrating just how nerdy these um, characters are. I think that if this uh, episode was produced today, then that would have been part of like the first rounds of the cutting room floor of like, okay, we get it, you know, because <laughs> like that brand of nerdiness is like so entrenched in the lexicon currently that we don't need to expand upon it with Monty Python references and D&D and all that other stuff. Yeah. All you'd have to do is have people look like that and you'd be like, got it. Roger. Got it. Yeah. And, and as far as either of you know, I did not play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> in college Please. and that just never happened. <laughs> and anyway, let's move uh, on. So but that, was, that makes you a king now. <laughs> so the a tables have been king. turned. Yes, I know. Jesus, I, 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 I grew up in the wrong time. So um, my favorite thing of that scene where the family is kind of going over like that Homer's friends are nerds now is Lisa says, nerds are nothing to fear, Dad. In fact, some of some nerds oh, of note yes. include popcorn magnet Orville Redenbacher, rock star David Byrne, and Supreme Court Justice David Souter. Oh no, not Souter. Not Souter. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I love that list. I wrote that down in my notes as well. We played Dungeons and Dragons for three hours. Then I was slain by an elf. Listen to yourself, man. You're hanging with nerds. You take that back. Homer, please. These boys sound very nice, but they're clearly nerds. Really? But nerds are my mortal enemy. Dad, nerds are nothing to fear. In fact, they've done some pretty memorable things. Some nerds of note include popcorn magnate Orville Redenbacher, rock star David Byrne, and Supreme Court Justice David Souter. <gasps> oh, not Souter! Oh no! The the idea that Orville Redenbacher, yes, why? I know, well, I that, know. And that, yeah, that yeah, that whole thing. Oh, God, and that comes after the uh, after he'd, ha- he'd had the heart to heart with the dean in his uh, office, where ah, we yes. find out that the dean has a dark side of the moon poster. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> another again. So another, he likes to get lit. Yes, <laughs> that that stuff shirt, that starch starch shirt dean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I love that. Um, so I, are they driving to the um, opposing college when the nerd in the back goes, I need to go to the bathroom. And is it Lisa, I think, I think says, uh, we stopped five minutes ago. Someone knocked on the door and I couldn't go. Yeah. Which is so <laughs> relatable if you're a nerd. I, I totally relate to that anxiety. Or you're just a nervous peer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, not necessarily a nerd. It's just, yeah, you just don't like But it. all of these, yeah. you know, they form this patchwork quilt of nerdiness. Totally. Of anxiety and you know mm-hmm. being like timid and not assertive uh something i think is just a funny thing that could only work in like an animated thing and well i guess just an absurd show is just that they're trying to come up with these pranks and bart like comes in to help which i just think is great because yeah, yeah. he's the prank master but like why is this little kid in college like with the dad and i like, know so silly he's so in his element and yeah he and is. he comes in like a like quint in jaws Scratches totally. his fingers on the uh, chalkboard and does the uh, you know, you know, you all know me. But yeah, it's <laughs> it, 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 it's uh, it's a great reference. Yeah, and yeah, and this is truly where Bart uh, shines the brightest. And yeah, and I really love Homer and Bart's pairing in this episode. It just feels like very natural, and it's not like you know cheesy or hokey like father and son bonding. Um, even though they are, it's just like all right, like Homer's got a mission. Bart's so excited to help him with his mission, and and I love. Love like how adamant he is about like goofing on the other school and stealing their <laughs> mascot and doing this whole spirit week kind yeah. of thing. Bart's put work into this, uh, yeah. and, and it's like yeah, he even like Sir Oinks a lot is the name <laughs> of the yeah the name of the pig. Like he's 
and, and all Homer wants to do pretty much with anyone is just to roll them up in a rug and throw them in a river. Yeah, I know. And I love that runner. This is also, um, I think, one of the first episodes, uh, I, I will say, I would dare to say in the history of television at the time that um, had a reference to the internet in a way that we understand today of the internet uh, modem sounds um, mm-hmm. that they're talking about. And uh, one of the nerds says, some guys at MIT, like that they're getting messages, some guys at MIT are sending us reasons why Captain Picard is better than Captain Kirk. <laughs> they're out of their minds. <laughs> yeah, it's I great. Had, and I had just discovered news groups that year. Uh-huh. And so that was like, I actually actually got those jokes but yeah there must have been people who are just like well yeah that's just some weird nerd stuff but right and yeah. we see it in this episode and we also see it in um you know the radioactive man episode when they go to the comic book guy and you know at the time of course like not everyone had the internet in their house it was in its infancy and so i love that they have these characters like comic book guy these nerds that kind of like are bringing that into this world and i you know that was really important just as a viewer because like for us you know we we We'd always be like, well, they know. So maybe they're on. Because there were were only so many news groups. And there wasn't a whole lot of participation. So often we'd be on there and we'd be like, hey, you know, like, is Matt Groening on here? Is like, you know. Is a news group a message board? News groups were, they were just group, like, I mean, there was like, for example, they were broken down into rec arts. So rec.arts. TV or rec.arts.movies, right. then the next the next dot could be Simpsons or, you know, whatever, Star Wars. Uh, and that, yeah, we would be on there and we'd just be arguing, you know, all the time about... Even back then. Yeah, this the was like 1993. You early. Yeah, it on was, the internet, people were arguing about oh, I, the When merit. I found that, it was the greatest thing in the world and uh, it, it led me to the ruination spiritual and... Uh, financial that i'm in now yeah totally uh yeah it was uh but man heady days (laughs) (laughs) um so of course we finally get to one of the most like famous things of this episode which is the which is the pig julia i know you love the pig pig. i just like cute things and uh yeah the the curly the Mm -hmm. curly tail with the straight tail i don't think he likes that and then i love that his teeth get sharp for like one split (laughs) second i love yeah this is like one of the cuter moments with Homer and you see it with Homer interacting with other animals. Either he's against animals and he's fighting with them or losing jobs to them or <laughs> losing he's jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's <laughs> so delighted by them, you know, to the detriment of their comfort. Um, but you see it with Sir Oinks a lot. He's taking his tail and pulling it out and having it scrunch back Curly and doing it again straight. and again. Um, we see it with, um, the lobster, Pinchy. Pinchy. And we, of course, see it with Spider Pig uh, in the movie. But yeah, this is like, I love it when Homer just gives into his <laughs> cute like this, and, and it's delightful. And, and the pig, yeah, as you said, bites at him. And then Homer <laughs> just wants to fight the pig. Which yeah. is great. And they're holding, they're holding Homer back. Because he's an animal. Right. That whole, like, having, like, you could have a mascot for your school, but then to have, like, an actual animal, like, just be chilling and living at the school feels so archaic and yet it is a it's continued tradition too. yeah it it's crazy texas yeah uh, they've got bevo the yale uh, has yeah. handsome dan the bulldog that's yep. crazy mm-hmm. 
Um, one of the things that made me laugh so hard that I didn't remember um, until I rewatched this episode is <laughs> when, you know, um, they're trying to figure out what to do with the pig and then you get, hello, that sounds like a pig fainting. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea that he would know I what that it. sound is. I love it. Just wonderful Dean save, <laughs> saves the day. And, um, you know, I, there might be a few lines that I skip in between this, but when, you know, well, they, they get expelled and so they start to live at the, at the Simpsons house. And oh, don't, don't forget that... Uh uh, that that pig had some very powerful friends. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay. Don't think you won't pay. That's right. Oh, I love that. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, well, there's this is of course so relatable when you're a kid, but of any age too. They're watching uh, this insane episode of TV, but Bart and Lisa are, and. Um, uh, you know, they're just like, I've been waiting my whole life to watch this. Is it Itchy and Scratchy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that particular episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, of course, they unplug it by mistake. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> Stupid nerds! I forget what it is that uh, what it is that he has plugged in, but, you know, they're, they're just like, um, plug it back in, plug it back in! He's just like, the, the TV or the router, like, the TV, the TV! And then you cut to, they'll never show, let us show that again. I know, crusty leaning in really <laughs> close to the well, like, camera it's yeah it's the one episode them. where she actually gets killed oh, oh yeah, that's, that's right yeah 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 so i mean you know even even uh, julia and i can remember <laughs> you know before you were able to like record stuff like there was like this fear of just like if i'm not home to see it when can i see it yeah right and um there you know there is kind of that um i have a nostalgia for that like i kind of miss Me that too. but something that's funny i don't know if i've talked about it in the podcast before but i was talking to somebody maybe it was one of you and Ugh. i <laughs> you know I, the thought. I was saying basically man there's nothing there's nothing anymore that you could just like watch and like you're watching at the same time and like that's why the Simpsons marathon was so cool because you just knew that you know when FFXX did their marathon you just knew that everyone was watching it at the same time and then whoever I was with was just like there's also sports and I was like ah sports (laughs) I would say also as I I have established I do not participate in sports Um, (laughs) but uh, I feel like a um, comparable example is The Bachelor I feel ah, like that yes. is another television sensation where Twitter just lights up. It's the so night. fun. I love it. And that's actually part of the reason why I recently got into it. And then yeah. Mike is into it as well. Ah. Um, but he's very funny because we'll watch it, particularly um, Bachelor Ben Higgins' season, uh, <laughs> The Last Bachelor. Um, <laughs> Mike <laughs> Mike would be commenting uh, as we were watching um, and say things like, I like that he's nice. Aww. And like other other really sweet he's things. He's Marge. Yeah, he is Marge. But I've also, I've talked to other friends who watch it with their boyfriends. And it's it's more of like a shit show of <laughs> crass commentary. <laughs> Very proud of Mike is what I mean to say. I love it. <laughs> um, so a couple other things I find so funny is, of course, like we need to, we need to figure out like how to get Homer to pass his tests. And they decide like they're going to, you know, he's like, oh, we could cheat. And um, I forget what line leads up to it. But then the nerds are just like, why does it have to be zany? <laughs> when they're talking about like Homer's oh, That's so fine. I think I missed that. He wants to, he wants them to save the Dean. And, they, oh, and so yeah. they plan that, <laughs> and he's staring around on the front lawn of the college in the station wagon, and they're just like, so they're waiting to like push him out push of the Push him way. out of Homer's yeah. car. Like, should we correct for wind? And yeah. <laughs> Homer runs over the dean, and the dean is just like in the hospital, like just all busted up. I just, yeah, he's like, and Homer, and he's like, well, 
perhaps I've been an ogre myself. And Homer's like, you have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Dr. Uh, uh, Hibbert, Hibbert comes in and yeah. says, like, this is going to be your new Here's hip. Here's your new hip. <laughs> and it's a little metal contraption, and he instantly breaks it. It's a great Simpsons tradition <laughs> yeah. of just like an absolute innocent and a good person just absolutely being tortured for being that. Right, exactly. Uh, and and we don't know this person, so it's pretty merciless <laughs> and great. Yeah. Uh, some in terms of like innocent people getting hurt. Um, something I love is uh, there's kind of like this montage of Homer preparing and studying for this <laughs> test, and um, <laughs> when Homer is sleeping, he punches the guy, which I think is so funny. Yeah, I love it. Uh, just this immediate action, and of course we were looking at the at the test, and you don't see any red marks, so you think he actually passed, and mm-hmm. then it's a big F. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. It's great. Um, shall I? I have some bits of trivia that we haven't touched on. Can I rattle some of them off? Sure. Do it for people that haven't uh, listened to the commentary or been on the internet recently. Um, just little interesting things that I found. So O'Brien mentioned O'Brien. Conan mentioned um, that uh, on the DVD commentary that the characters Benjamin, Doug, and Gary, all the nerds, were Mm -hmm. based on three incredible nerds uh, who lived in the same college dorm as he did um, when he went, um, and that uh, the animators were short on time for the design of Benjamin. They took an earlier drawing of director Rich Moore and made it African-American, which I thought was really interesting. And then, of course, he mentioned the Monty Python couch gag. Again, I would be interested, people that are listening, if there is like a comprehensive list of like some sort of continuity between the couch gag and like what the episode is about. I think that's really interesting. Totally. Um, and that, uh, yeah, the nerds, uh, the room is n- number 222, a reference to the television series room 222. Um, and I think that's about it. I mean, everything else is like very like, uh, the Mr. Birds of the Escape pod resembles the one used by R2-D2 and C-3PO in the first Star Wars film, like stuff like that. But I just found that those little bits were really interesting. I. Uh- if <laughs> if I can just throw in like two bits that we, we left do. out, one being Homer chasing the squirrels. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, after he after uh, it's great because the 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 professor does a really corny joke about out with the old in with the nucleus and everyone laughs. Then he spill like he drops his uh, note cards and then Homer they do a really long laugh. Yeah. Like Homer and it just keeps going and Homer is just ha ha like <laughs> and it gets to that point where it's uncomfortable. Yes. Like that he's laughing so hard. And then later on, yes, he gets excused uh, from the test, and then the professor just sees him running outside chasing squirrels with a stick. Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, we didn't even get to is just kind of how the episode ends, because, you know, Julia mentioned this was like a rushed ending. Um, We do kind of have this magic solution, which is a computer. And they, you know, my favorite thing is like, of course, they they decide to cheat, and there's like, well, what's the problem? And well, one, even just we've seen so many times Homer kissing the TV, Homer loving the TV, to then see him kiss this computer is a very funny thing because he clearly knows nothing about it other than it's this thing that could save his life, which is great. Um, but I love when, uh, <laughs> you know, Marge and the whole family are kind of getting together, recapping what just happened. And she's just like, how did you pass? And he's just like, well, let's just say it was like this magic box. Like you used a computer to cheat. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> He, they talk about the lessons that they learned today and, and every single thing gets shot down. And it's just so good because, yet again, Homer has learned absolutely nothing. Right, which is perfect. We got to reset. Yeah, and he sums it up where he's like, oh, I'm going to lose my job because I'm dangerously unqualified. <laughs> and, yeah. and he still is at the end of this. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And I love it. It reminds me of... Um, 
I can't quite remember the exact episode, but the one that ends with like a James Earl Jones type narration and goes, and like, and as for bloody blah, let's just say it was Mo. Oh yes. yeah, Mo. I can't mm-hmm. exactly remember, <laughs> but that. Yeah. The Lord of the Flies one. Oh, that's right. That's just right. That. Actually, can I just, uh, in terms of like a macro uh, observation of the of this episode, is that it, it is, I mean, we don't, there's no Mo, There's no Barney. I mean, it's like, I mean, it really is like Homer going to college really cuts out pretty much a lot of like the characters that you expect to see. Well, yeah, because yeah. they're leaving Springfield. And so, yeah, right. it, it would and, be difficult. And I, I thought it was interesting that they chose like Springfield A&M instead of like doing a Shelbyville thing. Yeah, that is interesting. Huh. I don't know. I yeah. Just, you know, something I noticed. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe uh, taking on the task of, like, making references that they had already set up in the show was a little bit too heavy for them to try and, you know, navigate. So yeah. let's just let's just go off on this side path. And, yeah, it, it seems like I, I would imagine that a lot of times, um, you know, staff writers on a TV show like this when they have such a large group of like repertory characters to choose from that it just becomes so overwhelming to be like, how can we incorporate X, Y, and Z into this episode? So let's just simplify it. And I mean, like we have episodes where just the core family isn't that involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, Maggie did nothing in this (laughs) episode. And what is that? Um, I found the quote I was looking for earlier, uh, just when um, Bart and Lisa are trying to watch Itchy and Scratchy and Doug appears from behind the TV and says, we needed the outlet for our rock tumbler. Plug it yeah. in, plug it in. What? The rock tumbler or the TV? Yeah, the rock TV, tumbler. The TV. They rock used to use tumbler. that as a commercial that whole year on Fox where they'd be like, you know, plug it in, plug it in. What? The TV, the TV. That oh, was, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, there's also, I, I like um, that even Lisa doesn't like the nerds being at the Mm-mm. house. Uh, it's bad enough they put their retainers in the dishwasher. <laughs> Can't we yeah. do something? And I love that even Marge, uh, when Homer is just like, "Can't we come up with some kind of I harmony?" Marge is like, "No, I want those geeks out of my house." I love it. Dad, start digging some nerd holes. It's bad enough they put their retainers in the dishwasher. Can't we do something? Look, I'm sure we can work something out where we can all live in harmony, right, Marge? No, I want those geeks out of my house. Because I something that we already talked about a little bit, but it's just so interesting to me is, you know. No, not one member, even Bart, uh, of The Simpsons is cool, yet there's still this kind of like, well, I'm not a nerd, though, you know, like, and there is even today um, a distinction between like nerd, like nerdy, and then like someone who's like a like nerd in the derogatory sense where it's like, oh, yeah, but they're like a mouth breathing nerd or like, they're like the wrong kind of nerd. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there is a nerdiness that exists in a lot of people's just DNA that is kind of hard to place and and it's not about being into x y and z it's it's like this just essence within you um yeah and and it's and it's interesting to see how um all the family is like in such opposition to that but i also love that because it kind of helps like really highlight this particular episode being the kind of episodes where Homer is just like destructing everything from inside out and he's mm-hmm. just being a pain in the ass and we see that of course with the Frank Grimes episode um, but then a lot of other episodes where that is the story that we are telling so you know the audience uh, whether or not they are well versed in the Simpsons or this is like their first time tuning in at the time of course in the 90s 
um, can identify that from the get-go, and it becomes easier to follow, and the jokes land better, and all that good stuff. And and you know, just in the run of The Simpsons at that point, and I don't want to extend this any more than it needs to go but matt solar cites uh the tv critic had a really good point where like he was talking about he doesn't like dumb homer episodes but at that point in the simpsons i mean it was time to do the dumb homer thing because they had they had worn bart out and they had to like find another character who could really kind of get audiences excited and and at least like and, and kind of find more jokes and homer was the natural one they just made homer dumber and they and they they found like they just kept finding ways to make him really really stupid, and to at, at a certain point it was like okay we can't make him any dumber <laughs> like uh but but I think that um I mean I love dumb Homer episodes because they because at that point at least it was an endearing stupid yeah he was it's not malicious no it's it's not malicious I mean aside from like wanting to roll people up in a rug and throw them in the river <laughs> but but he is but that's just confidence yeah yeah but he's but <laughs> but Homer on TV oh yeah Homer's an idiot but he's a good father and it's like right. the, the unit is still it, well. yeah and and at a certain point it did become malicious I think it, it, and and where they were just writing jokes rather than keeping the uh, the family dynamic together and I don't know what season that happened in, but it didn't happen then. And and um, but I don't think the Simpsons. I don't think we'd be seeing her talking about the Simpsons had they not figured that out in that season. Totally, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So of the characters of the Simpsons, uh, there are two questions. One is which character do you identify with the most, and then which character is just your favorite to watch. Uh, I identify the most with Homer. <laughs> absolutely dumb homer or malicious homer uh dumb homer <laughs> i mean, come on i mean it's like every every stupid thing homer does it's like you've done something approximating that uh at, at least and, and it's it's human um always well-meaning yeah i mean obviously i want to say lisa but come on <laughs> lisa we aspire to be we want to be lisa but we're not lisa yeah uh and what's the other one just uh, which character do you like to watch the most oh god mo Mo, yeah. yeah. Mo is the best. Mo is the best. The guy runs a. Uh, he, he's got. He's got Pandas. endangered animals <laughs> in the back room of his bar. I he's, love that runner. Yeah, Mo is fascinating. I yeah. Beautiful. And then, are there any just um, stray thoughts from this episode that we made it might have missed in your notes or anything? Oh God, uh, did I quote the entire episode? Pretty uh, much. Because yeah, I pretty <laughs> much that's what I do. Um, I uh, oh, Wild Inspector. Ah yes, uh, he's oh, not a yeah. real Yes, yeah, the <laughs> I love the <laughs> Walt Inspector, and they all well, this should all be in order. And the animal walls, <laughs> I can't believe it was that easy. I know, and I love that Homer's like, but that's, that's not, not the <laughs> wallet, in, like as if there is a thing yeah. that exists in this world. What a great topper! I it mean, that's great. and it that's a great, great Conan O'Brien yeah. touch. That's mm -hmm. why. And I also want to say is that. Uh, you know, being in college at the time, and we were waiting on Conan O'Brien because uh, he was taking over for Letterman. We knew it. And so Conan, we were basing him on the the quality of these Simpsons episodes, and we loved them. And we were like, well, this guy's going to be great. And then when Late Night for Conan O'Brien, or Late Night with Conan O'Brien came on, I mean, at least for me and my friends, we loved it. And then you'd get the newspaper the next day, and they were just like, oh, it's a bomb. This is wow. terrible. This guy's awful. And they were burying Conan. They wanted him off the air uh, the first few weeks. And uh, they NBC stuck with him. I mean, oh we God. were we were huge fans. But if you yeah, go back and look at the uh, 
the reviews and everything, I mean, Conan was getting destroyed. That's and he had a writing staff of like Robert Smigel, right. Louis wow. C.K., uh, I mean, uh, Dino Stamatopoulos. Yeah. And this is before they even brought in like Triumph and all that stuff. Yeah. It was, I mean, but uh, so yeah, like Conan, Conan was far from a a star at that point. He was an unknown quantity. Well, I think that the media has like historically been unfair to Red particular <laughs> to redheads, yes. Um, but for like people hosting late night, because it's it's such an institution that was held down by like three white guys for the longest time. And I think that any disruption to that becomes like an affront. And even if you bring in another have, white guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like maybe that ushered in like this new chapter with Conan being quote unquote some guy. He wasn't like a previously established comedian or had you know, never been on TV. He had been a writer. Yeah. So I feel like in the last five or so years, we've seen a lot of shakeups in late night and each one of them has been unfairly judged. Um, you know, James Corden, of course, when he came on the scene and John people were Stewart saying John was, Stewart. Yeah. He was like doing mop up duty. They were going to cancel the daily show when he wow. came on. Oh my God. Yeah. And people are idiots. People yeah. are idiots. But They're just you know, unfair and, to, and now we're, yeah. you know, Larry Wilmore who got on, I, I think unfairly canned. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and it's funny, but we got Samantha B who's just doing amazing work. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Right. So it's good to see. I'm, oh, and I feel like she didn't get a ton of opposition thankfully uh at the start but i think that's also a credit to, to <laughs> I mean, well she went to tbs but i think that's also a credit to just how tough she is and like oh, yeah. how serious yeah. she takes this job not to say that you know other people uh, within that realm don't take it as seriously but she came in with a message to say and and right. was gonna say it whether or not you like it but the it. fact of the matter is that she should have taken over for john stewart i think we all yes. agree with that yeah, yeah. I haven't tuned in too much to the Trevor Noah um, Daily Show, but it's I'm going to say it's going boo. away. Ooh, boo words. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that it's it, it sucks. I see it all the time. It's like uh, the same cycle every single time. I, I feel like even when Jimmy Kimmel first came on, people were like, "Oh, this fucking man show Yahoo. What has he got to say?" And <laughs> he's endured. You're right. Well, it took him time to shed that. Or at least tweak it. It takes time just to get into your groove of right. what kind of style you're going to bring to late night in general. Absolutely. And for Conan, a guy, you know, I remember reading stories about the time when he was running the writers' room and for The Simpsons, and they they were like, they're like, well, we've been watching the Conan O'Brien show for the last two years. Right. It's the best show in town. Wait till <laughs> you see it. Yeah. And you know, and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And uh, you know, I again, it was like I, I fell in love with him right away. Yeah. I think also because of the nerdiness. Because he is a nerd, yeah, uh, and and that I think is he does the best job. Not like it's a contest, but I've been such a fan of late night and such a fan of you know like he's had what three or four by now different titled late night shows. But I think that he brings such an integrity and and such a specific voice, like and similar to Samantha B that he feels to me so confident in his voice and in his message and mm-hmm. his style of comedy in late night. And granted, that is a credit to years spent carving a niche and figuring it out in real time. But I feel like when I watch his show, as opposed to some of the other late night shows, it just feels so confident and bold. And all the jokes, all the sketches, all those stupid bits. I love that he still does those stupid bits and those stupid sketches. I feel like the second act of a late night show has devolved into... Um, as Julie Klausner said it on Difficult People, <laughs> a child's birthday party. And so it's kind of nice to see that Conan is um, maintaining his stamp. And um, and I hope that it goes on forever. 
Me too. So if you could come up with one message or takeaway from either our discussion or the episode itself, what do you think is something you learned today? Aside from my love for beer, beer fueled mayhem, it could be uh, beer fueled mayhem. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, but I feel like you came in with that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. Say something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I. Um, a message, a thing that I learned, or, um, you know, it's just talking about Conan. I think really reinforces the, the importance of and 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 what, what this episode did. I mean, just kind of regurgitate what I said earlier. But I I think that. Uh, this season was such a crucial thing for the Simpsons that uh, it gets underrated. And I think Conan at this point, because we've gone through so much with like team Conan and, you know, the night, the, the late show and everything yeah, that went through, the tonight show. but yeah, the tonight show. And, and, and I think that, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, we've gotten to the point now where we're taking Conan O'Brien for granted again. Yep. And I don't think we should do that. Yeah. I think that Conan O'Brien is a, genius in his way and uh and let's uh let's celebrate him i agree and listeners if you have not already seen one of the funniest things that onion has done in a long time (laughs) please please look up the new video uh it is i think it's called uh wife tells husband she's pregnant while conan pours milk down the sink it's one of the and you look at it and you're just like well that's a funny title but then you then you watch it and it's Conan at his finest. Please look it up. Can I say two onion related things? Yes. Uh, both, both of which were alerted to me by my fiance, Mike. Um, there's one video, they kill on those videos. And I love that. That's like a new addition to like what they do. But uh, there was one where it was like um, teenage son comes out to his dad and like, it's just this really long lead up. And then the, the kid, like I think he's leaning outside of a moving car. Maybe I don't even know, but he goes, um, <laughs> dad i'm gay and then the dad goes hi son <laughs> end of video that's number one number two is uh uh i'm gonna botch the headline but it it was about sully and, and it said like sully says i'm ready to kill again yeah, i'm ready to kill, kill i'm ready kill to kill more, more birds. birds i love that so much i, I got a taste for blood <laughs> It just and then he told uh, he told me about that article and then we immediately saw Sully and it was perfect. Beautiful. I was laughing very inappropriately at very dramatic moments. <laughs> the family behind me were very confused. Ah uh, man, I love jokes. Me uh, too. They're pretty I like cool. comedy. Yeah. Well, even I don't even remember who tweeted it, but someone tweeted, "Why did I bring my birds to see Sully with me?" <laughs> no. No. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh boy. Uh, Let's just do a Sully cast. It's oh. true. Uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Oh, um, thank you for yeah, letting me run off the mouth on this please, episode. I could, please, I could do it for another hour anyway. Where can people find your stuff where maybe you'll tweet more about this episode? Um, I am on Twitter. I'm uh, Mr. Beaks, M-R-B-E-A-K-S, all together. Uh, I have a book, uh, one book out called uh, George Clooney, Anatomy of an Actor. Very cool. It is not what you think it is if you're looking for his actual physical <laughs> anatomy. But, uh, is that yeah. part of the same series that Karina Longworth It is, yeah. With? Karina and Amy Nicholson. Um, uh-huh. Amy Nicholson is uh, one of my favorite people in the world and uh, probably wouldn't have done the book without her. And, uh, and then, yes, and I'm writing a new book called When It Was Cool, uh, which is a history of the uh, pretty much of online movie writing for the last 20 years. So awesome. you know, talking about internet stuff, like That's early internet amazing. stuff, That's where really I'm, gonna, cool. I'm kind of going back through all of that, yeah. news groups yeah. uh, starting back there. Uh, there's an Indiegogo campaign up. It may be over by the time you hear this episode, but 
if you do feel free to kick in, uh, please do because uh, every every little every dollar helps. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. And then Julia, where can people find you? Ooh, you can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Uh, where can people find you, Allie? Thank you for asking. You could find me at Allie Gertz on all the things. You could also find uh, Brandon, who's doing sound for us at Hell Yes Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. And then, uh, Julia, you got any shop talk for us? Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you to all our, our Patreon supporters um, for your continued support. We have a couple new ones. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Who are they? Ryan Barker. Ryan. And then another individual just simply named Ryan. Ryan. It could be Ryan Barker <laughs> twice, or it could be, uh, you know, a, a new pop Ryan star that Gosling. I don't. No. <gasps> Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling? That's uh, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Because we, we said something about Scream Queens in the last episode. <laughs> uh, Hamish Steele also just mm, pledged. So Mitchie. thank you so much, guys, for your um, pledges on Patreon. It really helps um, our podcast stay on the interwebs air. Um, and of course, if you uh, are already a pledge and, or if you're interested and we've discussed it before, but we'll talk about it again. We have different tiers for, um, prizes, uh, incentives, if you will, for pledging to, uh, our Patreon and some of them involve asking our special guests questions that they will answer on the air. Um, or you can get a mixtape made from the perspective of a Simpsons character and other things. Also, we just got merch. We just got new merch. Hell yeah. We're going to have some stickers and some pins, which brings me to we are appearing at L.A. Podfest on Sunday, September 25th. At 2 p.m. At 2 p.m. It's going to be great. We have uh, a lot of great guests that have already been on the show, but also a newbie who did all of our art for us. So it's going to yeah. be great. Luke McGarry, who is an amazing artist, and you should follow him online if you are not already. And, you know, we've teased other people. Tim Long, uh, Matt Selman, uh, Alex Hirsch, Sam Levine. Um, we're going to be posting about that all week. So... Uh, please come out and see us. It's going to be a really good time. And um, if you've never been to LA Podfest before, I think this is the year. This, this is, is like year. a big year to start because on Friday they have the Doughboys and then there's a long shot, comedy film nerds on Saturday, my favorite murder. Get up on this. There's a ton of, yeah, girl on guys, Scarborough, Scarborough country. I can't talk today. <laughs> Todd Glass show among others. Um, so it's a really good festival that takes place in Beverly Hills, California. That's where I want to be. Heard of it? Eh? 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 <laughs> Rivers, Cuomo, anyone? Um, and yeah, we would love to see you guys. And if you can't make it in person, uh, we have good news for you. You can live stream it off of the LA Podfest website. But I want $5 off. Oh, uh, well, then you'll get $5 <laughs> off. Um, use code everything at the checkout and you'll get a discount. And it'll be super fun and great and um, who's to say we may do it again and again and again. If, and uh, again and again and, and again. again and <laughs> again and again and again and again. But yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.